Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulos. You'll find him at thekook.com and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning. A very good morning, Sean. Well, what a week last week was, and probably this week will be. The Reserve Bank, they did what we thought they'd do, but I tell you what, that commentary kind of came from left field. It was a classic case of it's more what they said than what they did that spooked many of us in the market, myself included. And in summary, they've just, uh, from where they were in December to where they were last week with the rate hike, is a refocus on just how stubborn, in their view, inflation is going to be. So in a sense, the the CPI that we saw at the end of the December quarter, 7.8% inflation, was broadly as they were expected. So that really wasn't the thing that forced their hand. It was more from reading what was in the statement and in the statement on monetary policy, it was more that they're worried that inflation will be persistent hence the move last week, but also, more importantly, the expectation from the bank that there will be several more interest rate hikes in the months ahead. What I thought was interesting, and we spoke to Gareth Ed, Head of Economics at the Commonwealth Bank last week about this, they kind of dropped their optionality a bit. So 12 months ago, they got burnt because they said they wouldn't lift interest rates until 2024. Of course, they started lifting in May last year. This time around, they just kind of made it very clear rates are still going to rise without giving themselves much optionality to change their mind. Yeah, I, I think that was a really good point. And look, the economy is still slowing down. So one thing that was consuming a lot of my time last week, and I'm sure it will for the next little while, is still analysing what's actually happening in the economy. So, okay, we, we know what the RBA is thinking, but where is the economy right now? And I think the bottom line is it's still slowing. There's, there's no question. You know, we saw very soggy retail sales numbers recently. We know that consumer sentiment's in the doldrums. We know house prices are still very weak. We know the global economy is slowing down. Uh, we know that even from the NAB business survey recently that there's a bit of a downturn in the optimism in the business sector. So, yeah, the slowdown's happening. We know that globally inflation rates are starting to, to tick a little bit lower. So if they if we do find in just say the next two months that the economy is very weak that you know the proverbial rate hike that breaks the camel's back so to speak yeah. comes through in the data then the RBA sort of painted themselves into this position again when gee the economy is really weak and oh we were signalling that we had more rate hikes to do that'll be a that'll be a dilemma that they might have to backtrack on but look there's a lot of water to go under the bridge before we get there. Okay, now talking about data and how the economy is going this week we've got the labour force figures critical. As always, yeah, you know, we've got the the numbers for January, and just for context, yeah, you know, month on month they're they're often quite volatile. We saw actually a fall in employment in December, so here we are in January, and that seasonally adjusting process between December and January because of holidays and all this other stuff is very difficult for the RBA. That said, the market's expecting something of a, a rebound in employment, so something like plus twenty five thousand in employment, and the unemployment rate to hover around three and a half percent. If there's any weakness in these numbers, and don't forget that things like job advertisements, job vacancies have just been ticking down a little bit over the last uh, couple of months. But if there's any sort of relative softness, then I think it'll cause just a bit of a reassessment on where we're at and where the RBA is at. 
Okay. The uh, Phil Lowe is also talking, the Governor of the Reserve Bank, Philip Lowe, is also talking quite a, well, a number of times this week. He, he is. Yes, he's got the Senate Economics Legislation Committee and then he's got the House of Representatives Standing Committee on Economics. So I think it's the latter one that's going to be one that's going to grill him a bit more because that's sort of more a macro view on where's the economy, what are you doing with interest rates, where's inflation and that myriad of questions. And I think the House of Reps Committee is actually full of pretty competent people. So he should be sort of putting on his suit of armour ready for <laughs> ready for a barrage of tough questions. And, and fair enough, look, he's making some tough decisions, so he deserves to have that uh, degree of scrutiny. But I guess the questioning and where they'll be trying to tease out, you know, just, just what the bank is thinking, is this issue on the stubbornness of inflation? You know, we know from the statement on monetary policy last week that the RBA is still expecting the inflation rate to be 3% so the top of their target range, in the middle of 2025, now another two and a half years. And while we know that the RBA has got a checkered record in sort of medium-term forecasting, if, if that forecast is sort of broadly correct, then we've got another couple of years where inflation doesn't even get to the target range, which I, I noted a couple of people last week were saying, well, if that's their call on inflation, they should have gone 50 or, or more, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. other central banks have done. So I think the, the questioning will be on, on that trajectory for uh, inflation. And importantly, particularly with the way Jim Chalmers, the Treasurer, is talking about a, a socially inclusive uh, policy stance, you know, what's it mean for unemployment? I note that a couple of people said that the 4.5% unemployment rate forecast from the RBA assumes an extra 100,000 people unemployed. You know, is that the price we need to pay to get inflation back to the target? Yeah. So, the $64 question, what is going to happen to interest rates, Stephen? Well, we're going to hold you to this, this time next year. Oh, goodness me, Sean, that's a tough one. I've, I've got my bag of frozen peas on my bruises from the, 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 from, from the decision. <laughs> You're last. not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> well, they've said, they've said they're going to hike them. Oh, look, uh, w- without any degree of confidence, look, there's probably another rate hike to come, but I still think the economy is slowing down, and I still think the RBA is too pessimistic with its inflation forecast. I think inflation's falling a little more rapidly than the RBA was thinking. So, dare I say, the easier forecast is where we're going to be in a year's time. And I look at the money market futures and they're actually pricing in after this next couple of rate hikes, rate cuts starting by the end of 2023 and into 2024. That seems a fairly reasonable proposition, particularly if the economy experiences something close to a hard landing. Stephen, have a good week. Thank you, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K, thekook.com, and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer, and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 